For some reason, the entire time I was thinking, how did Monique's dad end up as one of the seven husbands? That's what I kept thinking was going to happen. And then I was just so wrong. I was just so wrong about it. Welcome to Red Wine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Miller, and with me today is our literary fiction expert, Abby Williams. Now, before we start, I should warn you that we do spoil the endings of the books we review, so if you don't like that, then please go finish the book and come right back to this episode. My goal is to have you reading these books with us so you can participate in the conversation. At the beginning of each month, I outline the books we will be reviewing, so whether you want to read one, none, or all of them, the choice is up to you. These reviews are not backed by any science or experience, just purely two opinionated amateur readers. You may hate the books we love or love the books we hate. Everyone has different tastes, but we hope this podcast is fun to listen to no matter how you like your books. So without further ado, let's pull some corks and get reading. This week, we read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Welcome, Abby, to this episode of Red Wine Reads. I'm so happy you came back. <laughs> Always. I love it. <laughs> Always. I uh, I am so excited for this week's book. I cannot tell you. This was a good book. I was not prepared for it. I had no idea what it was about before I read it. Me neither. The title alone, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I just thought to myself, wow, girl, you, you go. I can't even find me one man, but you found yourself seven so good for you. Had no idea what it was about. Little uh, tidbit there. It's not really about her husband fully. So, uh, yeah, this was a good one. This was a good one. Oh, yeah. I um, It's funny because I would see this book pop up on lists of, like, best LGBTQ mm-hmm. I plus, like, uh, reads. And I was like, I could not figure out why. <laughs> and I was like, why? You're like, something's not adding up. Yeah. And now I'm like, ah, I get it now. I get it now. We get it now. We both get it now. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're drinking anything, but I found this uh, already opened bottle of a white blend from Trader Joe's in my uh, fridge. So that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Dang, go you. You should have like wine. See, I don't like have wine naturally at home just because, mm. you know, diabetic. But um, <laughs> so I'm not drinking anything but uh, water. So, but Trader Joe's does have good wine. They do. They have good uh, on the cheap side of wines. I do believe they have literally a $3 bottle of rosé, so sure taking us back to our college days. <laughs> Bachelorette nights. Yep. You Love know? Island. Love Island. That's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. So um, I didn't honestly prep all that much for this book because I was like, I this is going to be one that just like flows. <laughs> out of me yeah yeah <laughs> um but just a few quick facts uh this book was published in 2017 it got a whopping 4.5 out of 5 on goodreads so people love this book and it is going to be adapted into a movie soon uh the rights were picked up in earlier this year so it should be adapted into a movie quite soon so that means um that means taylor jenkins reed the author of this book has this movie coming out, and then she'll also have Daisy Jones and the Six, which is just wrapped up filming, so that will shortly be coming out. 
I must say this though, um, excited about the movie adaptation, but I have such a specific way the characters look in my mind. Whoever is the casting director for this movie must get it right. Must get it right. Because I feel like that's such a huge part of the story even. So I'm like, oh. I know. I I don't even know who would play Evelyn. Because you have Me, to have oh, someone yeah. that's like... Yeah, I don't know. It's like not your... Because they say like she's really got nothing going for her like body-wise except for her boobs. Right. She's like stick thin, but like huge boobs. So I think I immediately think of like Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but isn't but it also has to be um who's the lady who's playing Marilyn? Marilyn oh, Monroe. Anna de, Anna Yeah. Anna de de Armas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was kind of thinking her because again, she does have the the um Marilyn Monroe look. Yes, but also she's she's obviously from Hispanic you know, but oh, then she's also a blonde. So do you know what I mean? Like it has to be someone who can fit both. That's actually very true. And then we've already done two books from Taylor Jenkins Reid. So I feel like I've just um, really nailed her biography into the ground. Uh, <laughs> but she's <laughs> she's also written uh, Malibu Rising and Daisy Jones and the Six, which is an award-winning book. We've read both of them and done book reviews of both of them on this podcast. Uh, one of which with Abby, with Malibu Rising. And so... Um, She's quickly become one of my favorite authors, and uh, she's, you know, met her husband in the film industry, and they got married, had a kid, and now she's become this extraordinary writer. So, not not too shabby of a um, of a hero story, right? <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I want to be her when I grow up. I want to be her. Um, <laughs> so let's just dive right in. We'll get into our characters. Um, and there's going to be more than five because we got seven husbands. So <laughs> buckle we, up. <laughs> we start off the story. We have Monique Grant. She's a reporter for this magazine, Vivant, Vivant magazine, um, which does these big stories on these women kind of breaking barriers in their industries. And so they get this um, tip that Evelyn Hugo, this extraordinary movie star who's been in a bunch of award-winning films, she's known to be kind of this bombshell big boobs just beautiful woman short well not short blonde hair like a bob um and i don't know why that's important (laughs) in my head it is (laughs) i mean if you saw it while you were reading then it's important yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and so Monique is picked by Evelyn, handpicked out of everyone, and Monique's kind of an up-and-coming reporter, so she's kind of wondering why Evelyn picked her, and that's kind of the main, um, one of the main storylines in this book, along with Evelyn's actual s- story of her life. And so you have, uh, you, so you have Monique coming into Evelyn's home. They start, she starts interviewing her about her life, and Evelyn just starts spilling her guts about her entire like life story and she says you can have the rights to my memoir and th- and imagine this this is like getting a memoir from Marilyn Monroe like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier like a Hollywood movie star who you don't really know the true story behind her Hollywood facade and so this is huge and so she tells Monique you can have it like you can have this entire story no strings attached nobody has to like nobody else gets to hear this story like it's dying with me and it's dying with you so we have, um, let's go through Evelyn's husbands. So she marries Ernie Diaz to get into Hollywood. 
Then she falls in love with Don Adler. She's kind of he's like the first man she's ever really loved. Um, and they become this very big couple, but he ends up becoming very abusive to her, so she splits up with him. Then she meets her co-star Celia James, who's this beautiful um, redhead who she ends up falling in love with and kind of realizes, has this come-to-Jesus moment that she's bi um, and that she likes both men and women. And then um, then she marries Rex, who is her co-star in the Anna Karenina movie. And then she, uh, then Rex impregnates his girlfriend, so then they have to split up. <laughs> and then she marries Harry, and then Celia marries John Braverman, and so Harry and John have a relationship. Celia and Evelyn have a relationship together, so they're all living as, like, a quad couple. Um, and then after <laughs> after everything blows up, we're on husband number four, after everything blows up, then she... Oh, when did she marry Mick Riva? I think he might have been before Rex. No, okay. because... Hold on. I really should have written all of them down. No, it is. It is. Uh, it is. Before or after Rex? <laughs> it is before Rex. Oh, good gosh. Before Rex, she marries Mick Riva for one day, and they get it annulled. Yep. Uh, just as, like, a press stunt to get the focus away from her and Celia, because the press starts to... Think something more is going on yes. with all their shopping and whatnot. <laughs> with all their shopping and seeing her car over there a lot. <laughs> Uh, and so then she marries Rex, then they have the foursome. And then, after everything blows up, then Evelyn marries Max Herard, the, uh, French producer who kind of, or French director who kind of made her famous for her boobs, um, almost being shown in the movie. <laughs> yep, yep. And then he becomes, and then he makes her even more famous after he shows her boobs in a movie. So, yay. Um, and then after Max kind of treats Evelyn like crap he treats her like as his stepping stone to get to fame then she meets um and then she marries Celia's brother Robert who's just very nice to her just cares for her but knows that she is in love with Celia and then Celia and Evelyn are able to kind of have their relationship in the shadows there's a lot. There's a lot in this book. I'm sorry. That was a hot mess express. <laughs> but that's honestly kind of how it felt. Sometimes when I was reading it, I was like, okay, who was the ex? Wait, which one? Okay, we're on this husband, yes. We're on, yeah. Um, but we did it. We made it. We, <laughs> we did it. it. We are here now. And then you find out that at the end, uh, why Evelyn wanted Monique to write this story was because Harry gets, after Harry's great love dies john braverman once he dies harry kind of goes into this um alcoholic fit oh and then somewhere in there uh harry and evelyn decide to have a baby together yes important connor is her name i love that name i know so so cute i love it connor cameron Cameron. (laughs) i love it um and so there's a night when they're driving to an event and Harry ends up getting into an accident and they and he was with his second love like he fell in love again and that man was in his car and then he was in a drunk driving accident Harry got behind the wheel drunk killed this man and Evelyn kind of hid it from the press and she told her driver she's like you did not see anything this man was driving drunk who does that man turn out to be 
Monique's dad. <sighs> Oof. Honestly, I was not prepared for that. I was not. I was not, I was not prepared for that. I don't know why I didn't think of it because when they, when they, when Taylor Jenkins Reid was writing the scene where he got in the accident, they just so subtly brushed by the fact that there was another man in, in the car, and it yeah. just like wasn't it, in my head. I wasn't just like, oh my goodness, who is that? But I should have been, you know, like I should have been like, oh, that's weird. Why did we just brush by that? Who was that man? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's it's almost as if, like, she's writing this book and it's so focused on Evelyn and her life and, like, uncovering layers of Evelyn's life that you're like, oh, wow, that's a surprise. Oh, wow, that's a surprise mm-hmm. about Evelyn. That you're so in- engrossed in her story that, like, Monique, you're kind of in, like, why is she important to this story? Like, it's probably, like, who knows? Like, I was like, I bet, I bet Evelyn knows some one in her family right somehow and then it completely escaped my mind as i'm reading through it and then when that came back around i was like whoa for some <laughs> reason the entire time i was thinking how did monique's dad end up as one of the seven husbands that's what i kept thinking was going to happen and then i was just so wrong i was just so wrong about it oh my gosh i know it's such a funny book because at the beginning i was like trying to guess that too mm-hmm. i was like how is monique involved in this story and then I just got so completely 100% like engrossed yep. in Evelyn's story and like who Evelyn was and like how she has all these husbands but isn't it crazy that that's exactly what it was like for every person in Evelyn's life yeah like I just remember when Monique found out about her dad she still had this like internal battle where it was just like I hate her like I hate Evelyn but, like, I'm so engrossed by her. Like, I, I want to know her entire life story. I want to know what she's thinking. And I'm just, like, the power to not only make your audience feel that way, but it's literally showing you exactly what the people in the book felt about this character. I literally was just, like, that. that's a whole new level of writing that people need to need to get. Like, Oh, my gosh. Oh, 100%. And even that small little detail at the very end where her Monique's mom comes to visit and she was like, ever since he told me about Evelyn, I've been dying to watch one of her movies. And then they, she was like, okay. And then they watched the movie. Yeah. And it's like, like, you can't escape her. <laughs> like, she just did this incredibly awful thing. Like, she covered up your father's death. She, like, kept this whole side of her father from you. Like, she, like, made you guys blame your own father for drunk driving and killing himself. When that was, like, so far from the truth. But that's the beauty of it. And literally every scenario, it doesn't matter what husband, it doesn't matter what happened with Monique. Like, what Taylor Jenkins Reid can do is she shows that there are so many sides to a story. There are so many complexities that we don't think about. Because, for instance, like, even with the the Harry accident and Monique's father's accident that led to both of their deaths... you're realizing that there were so many things about that. And I know I, I was like in love with Harry the entire time. I thought he was such a good dude. I loved him. Like I just wanted to hold him. He was so heartbroken. And even then, like I'm sure Monique felt that way about him. Like she was hearing the story and was like, wow, Harry is just a, I think the title of his chapter was like tortured Harry, like kind hearted, tortured Harry. And like, she probably felt that way, but she was like, I, I love Harry. Like, He's such a good dude. I wanted him to have a happy ending. And then she hears that, like what happened. And instead of blaming Harry, it was blamed on Evelyn. 
you know, so there's yeah. just so many complexities to it that like, I think Taylor Jenkins Reid like really, really does well. Yeah, she is master of character development, like the master. Of Agreed. Development. Agreed. Um, because she adds in these characters that are supposed to represent one thing and they represent like 15 other things. Mm-hmm. And so you have Celia St. James, who's supposed to represent this like, you know, like the heart of the South, like your Southern Belle, like mm-hmm. coming up, like being all sweet. And then you realize that she has, she like likes women. But then you start to realize like she's not really that shy about it like oh she's no like, i want to be seen with you i want to love you i want to be married to you like with evelyn and she can't even grab like put her mind around how evelyn is by and likes both men and women in that way and so it's kind of like taking this story that would normally be okay we're talking about um, a lesbian couple in you know the what 60s i think it was like 60s mainly it's like 50s, 60s, 70s. 50s, 60s, yeah. So you have a lesbian couple. Like, that's hard enough, you know, trying to deal with those feelings. But now you're adding this complexity of this woman who's bi, who's like, I don't see, like, a man or a woman. I just see, like, I love Celia. I love Dawn. I love Max. Like, Well, even at that time, lo- it was... It, it was one thing to be gay, and I think that was very new for society, but they hadn't even talked about, like, being bi, bisexual. Like, that wasn't a thing. So, one, it was um, incredible that even it was just that self-discovery for Evelyn, and she was just so accepting of it. She was like, oh, okay, cool. I like I like both. But it, I think that's what it was. It was just this journey of, like, discovering something that hadn't really been discovered or talked about yet. Yeah. And... I I have honestly been trying to, like, <laughs> dig through my mind. And I finished this probably last week, two weeks ago. And I finished it, and I was like, that may have been one of the best books I've ever read. Oh, yeah. And then I've been, like, racking my mind these past couple of days, and I'm just like, could I find a fault in this book? Like, could I find something that I didn't like or that didn't make sense to me? And I, like, am racking my brain, and I'm like, I genuinely, like – Everything that was included in this book had a purpose. And, like, I know we talked about in, like, Malibu Rising, the side characters were got a little lost in the side, in the actual storyline. But, like, here, every character introduced into this plotline had a... Well, think about even, like, Ruby. Yes. She was such yes. a, like, small part in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like, later on in the book, Evelyn needs her to call the paparazzi to catch her and Harry together once and then like literally that that was such a small small thing and yet it changed the trajectory of the entire rest of the book so it's like even yeah she's a genius yeah well and even like yeah you say that where this is what was so fascinating to me because I thought it was just going to be you know it's Evelyn Hugo opening up about her life with her seven husbands and the intriguing part is that she was married seven times and it's like you would think that the world knows these stories and how each husband came to be. But then you look at, like, everything that was in the background of all of these marriages. It's insane. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, the amount of PR and the amount of, like, game playing that went into each of these marriages. And then it makes you think of every single couple in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. You're You're just like, like, okay, is this a sham? It was funny. Literally earlier today, 
one of my favorite couples in country music announced that they were getting divorced. And I stalked their Instagrams. You go look at it and everything seems so perfect. So perfect. And then all of a sudden it's just like, boom. So yeah, you're right. Like the amount of manipulation, game playing, and just like almost fakeness that have to go on in order for them to just try to live their lives as privately as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think of, I immediately think of the Kardashians with the entire, like, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Oh, man. And then as soon as they break up, was it Kylie's, Kylie who had her baby? Mm -hmm. And then that, then the attention shifts to that, and then it's like... Well, yeah, and just as like... You, like, you play it so well (laughs) that, like... The, you're directing every single person in the United States all over the world. You're like, nope, now look at this. And this is what Evelyn was doing. She's like... She didn't even have nope, a PR team, I... It was her. It was no, her. It was her. In the 1950s, she's like, she didn't even have social media. <sighs> yeah, she's like, oh, you think Celia, James, and I are together? Nope, I'm going to go have a fling with... Uh... What's his face? McRiva. Riva. McRiva. McRiva. <laughs> Mc... I hated him this just as I hated him <laughs> I want to go sleep with McReva. And that's that's it. it. So I do have to ask you this question because you talked about not liking something in the book. And I I can honestly say I don't think there was anything I didn't like. But I I must admit this. I was going like back and forth on do I dislike Evelyn Hugo? Oh, that's the question. Because she never, that is the even question. at the end, I loved the fact that she just kept looking at Monique and was just like, I'm not claiming to be a good person because I'm not. But like a lot of the time it was like, I understand where she co- like she was coming from for every single situation she did. Would I have done it? Probably not. But we're different people. I don't. Yeah, I, I genuinely like. I think I neither like her nor dislike her I think I have a respect for her and she's kind of like this woman that I would never want on my bad side true (laughs) and that I like you said I could see where she comes from in every single one of these situations like she was kind of backed into a corner with everything that she has gone through and had to make a decision whether to like salvage her name or like completely erase the entire career that she has Mm -hmm. built which is an impossible ask for anyone especially for someone who came from nothing like she knows what it's like to have nothing and so then if she had come out as who she truly was that could have essentially all been taken away like even Celia talks about it she's like they could take uh they could take Connor from you like do you want that and like during that time period that was very realistic like you could have lost everything so yeah Mm -hmm. especially when you have You've come from nothing. You've built all of this. You have a daughter who you're supporting. Like, you have to be mindful. Like, I don't want to give this all up. No, you and, and you have to respect the, like, the self-preservation that she had. And you have to respect that she did all of this to protect the one she loved. And even if it hurt a lot of people along the way, like, her core group of people, she kept around her. Well, she even said that at the end. She was like, every single thing I've ever done, I would do it again. Like, yeah. she's not remorseful at all, which... And I I think that's why I don't dislike her. Is because it's like, I respect yeah. her. 
she did exactly what she said she did and she doesn't hold back like she's like i did this it sucks but like i'm not gonna sit here and say oh poor me or oh i wish things were and that's why okay so like obviously the entire time you're rooting for evelyn and celia you want them to be together you just want them to be in love they're so cute like you just feel like yes i love this and it's like the passionate but also like very supportive and caring love but one of my favorite scenes in the entire book was actually during one of their breakups i know it's not so terrible but evelyn is straight up like you said celia is this like kind of all american like down south sweet as pie um type girl and then Evelyn's the opposite of that she's beautiful but she'll do she's ruthless like she'll do what she needs to do and uh, she said something to Celia like she was just like the only reason you're mad at me is because I'm willing to do the thing that you're not willing to do like I will get my hands dirty for the people I love and like I was just like yes snaps like (laughs) because that was the one thing I didn't like about Celia is that she like you said she she was more open but then every time Evelyn was like, I will come out, I'll give it all up, I'll give it all up. It was kind of her that was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, and she and she had this way about her too that was, it was like judgmental. Of oh, Evelyn yeah. For loving men. Yet We're it's finding like, it. I marked it. It's just about self-discovery and like that no one really knows. And like you and I can speak to this as especially journalism majors and we're both still writing um, like real life stories. It is crazy and heartbreaking how just news has just evolved. Like it's absolute trash. It was, it's fake everywhere and people want to see what they want to see. And, like, there was never once that they actually got at the heart of the story. And I'm just like, that's heartbreaking. It made things worse for Evelyn and Celia and the people they loved. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> – it is funny that you mentioned that because this is, like, a, a whole story that centers around just fake news after oh, yeah. fake news after opinionated And how gullible people are, article. yeah. Like – yeah people want to believe what they want to believe they don't care what's true so i actually find it interesting that evelyn wants to put out her memoir to tell people what's true because i'm like well people even want it you know like they yeah i don't know because they yeah it's almost like monique who is choosing to believe in the evelyn that the movie star evelyn the sweet evelyn the like that everyone loves Mm -hmm. evelyn kind of storyline because that's what she's been fed her entire life. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you... And how are you going to tell people, oh, this woman was a ruthless cutthroat monster? <laughs> but the, and, like, that's the thing. It's just, like, so much... There, I think Taylor Jenkins Reid did a great job of doing... Explaining how we as a society, we do it now. We try to fit people into this box. Oh, you're you're this thing. So then you can't be that. Or... You're that thing, so you can't be this. But whether it was sexuality, whether it was race, like Monique talked about it, like she's never fully felt herself because she was half this, half that. Like she never was fully anything. And so she felt like she was less than. And then same thing, like just trying to find your place in this world. And so, and then I think that's what Evelyn is. She's not good and she's not bad. She is what she needs to be in the moment. And so I think that is one of the best parts of this book is because it's just so under, like, it's so understanding. 
Like there are different situations and different ways to react to each one of them. Every person's going to be different, but there's not a wrong and not a right. Yeah. Yeah. You feel very empathetic toward her because it's like, she's, yeah, I mean, she's neither good. She's neither bad. She's just human. Like she's just doing what she needs to do. Right. And we can't pretend that everyone else didn't do that too. Like Celia was a part of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the case, like, and she, being as famous as she is, everything's going to be held with, a, like, an, what is it, a magnifying glass. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Whatever that thing is. <laughs> Zoom? <laughs> Sorry, we can't just... <laughs> but, like, every... <laughs> but, you know, like, everyone is watching her every move with, like, such a close eye, and so she has to be a little bit mm-hmm. more, like, no, we have to do it this way. Like we have, like I have to sleep with Mick because they're gonna ask, they're gonna know, and like, this is how we turn the attention away. And like, when you're just someone who doesn't have that type of attention mm-hmm. on you, you don't have to make decisions right. like that. I mean, it's just hard because it's like again, we were different people. Like, one thing that Evelyn always did was she used her body because that's what she had, and like, I can't speak to what it was like then. Like, I don't know, like. Equality, gender-wise, was not there. So then she had to do things. She had to get creative. And, like, I'm never going to judge her for that. I was just like, okay, you do what you got to do, girl. But, like, it's also, like, sometimes there were certain acts where I was just like, did you think that through before? Do you know what I mean? Like, because, again, it wasn't just her. She had people who just dearly, dearly loved her. And, like, all of that was going to hurt Celia. Like, even Mick Riva, like, she could have tricked him into marrying her and then got it annulled without sleeping with him you know like there's different situations and like yeah even Harry I'm like that that can't be good because she knows like Celia knew that she loved Harry maybe it wasn't in the romantic way but it still would have meant something you know so there's just little things yeah. where I was just like Evelyn we could make better decisions here <laughs> <laughs> you could take, take a, a beat, beat. <laughs> You know, like, just take a sec to yourself, think it through, but, yeah, I don't know. We gotta talk about the ending, though, because just Celia and her's ending, Connor and her's ending, we know Harry's ending, and then, obviously, Monique and her ending. Like, so, like, big stuff happened at the end. Yeah, I think... I think Connor dying of breast cancer was an interesting play because it was this story of a mother and a daughter who had a troubled relationship and that's like another layer in there and they it wasn't easy and they kind of became closer when she got breast cancer and that's kind of how they were able to kind of mend mm-hmm. that relationship and able to like come together and having I think that be kind of the final nail in the coffin so to say with Evelyn it's like if I lost my daughter like what else do I have right. in this world kind of thing um I lost Celia I lost Harry I lost Connor now so like what well what I mean especially left? from her perspective <laughs> she did everything she did every immoral thing that she like at least society viewed as immoral immoral like she did all of that for the people she loved so then after everyone's gone you're just kind of sitting there and like okay I did this and like I'm still alone you know and it's just like yeah 
Yeah, and I think that that loneliness is heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Even with a character like Evelyn where you're like, well, you kind of deserve to be alone. Right, but... you, like, love Grace, which is Evelyn's assistant, because you're like, yeah. good, she has, like, someone. But, like... <laughs> but, and I think that it is interesting, too, where um, her daughter is kind of like her last living mm-hmm. legacy. And when you don't have a daughter to pass on this legacy with, like, down to, like, it dies with Evelyn. That entire empire dies she built... Dies with her. Dies with yep. her. Well, it's even... Which is I terrifying. would actually love to ask Taylor Jenkins Reed why she decided to do that, but I do think it was very powerful when she was talking about... Uh, what I honestly got so choked up at this part, but she's, like, talking about how breast cancer took her daughter... But and it's uh it's genetic, but normally it t- like the, it has the decency to take the mom out first. But in my case, it didn't. I had yeah. to watch my daughter go through that, um, and like that just like broke me. I was like, oh my goodness, like it's full circle. They're gonna go through the same thing. As sen- well, it, they didn't, but they could have gone through the same thing. But like just to cut Connor's life so short and have Evelyn have to watch her go through it, I literally got so choked up. I was like, oh my goodness yeah well and it's so interesting too that that line that says the thing that made her famous the thing that made her evelyn it's gonna kill her thing that's gonna yeah yeah her boobs boobs. (laughs) they were they were the money makers right there (laughs) they were the money makers. no but you're right like it just the thing that made her literally also killed her and i think oh I just think that the way she ended it with Evelyn, like, killing mm-hmm. herself and Monique knowing it, but Monique saying, does she well, want to Well, it's the testament saved? of literally she... Monique learning from her experience with Evelyn, knowing who Evelyn was, that she did not want to be saved. No. Everything she does was done with mm-hmm. a purpose was done her way or the highway like it was never never anyone Mm -hmm. else's decision it was always her choosing the marriage it was always her choosing the relationship and like her deciding what happens Mm -hmm. next her divorcing people like it was just her choice all the time and so when it comes to the end for Monique to kind of step Mm -hmm. in there would be like taking the last little bit of power absolutely has right, right out of her hands and like i knew that it was gonna you know assisted suicide in a sense was gonna come into it because they mentioned monique's article early on she was like this is the only one i felt like i ever you know the right to live or die um like it was the only thing that has ever meant anything to me that i wrote and like i put so much time and research into it and then I remember they mentioned Evelyn, like, reading that piece. And I knew it was somehow going to play a part. I just didn't know exactly how. And so, oh, but imagine being Monique, man. You've grown to hate but love this person that you've spent, you know, nonstop time with. And just to, like, not go back. Not go back. Not save her. But in a sense, she did kind of save her because, you know, that she knows what that road would look like. She watched her daughter go through it dying of breast cancer and she didn't want to do it it's crazy and crazy (laughs) it's just and it's like the only way that a a figure like evelyn can like 
I don't know. I feel like that's that would be like the only way. Oh, that I she agree. Would go out. Surprise people one more time. Because <laughs> she, yeah, she doesn't want to be like she doesn't want to be weak and she doesn't want to be carried out through this life after she's been this powerhouse her entire life. She's built this empire. She's built this reputation. And she's like, nope, it's going to Well, you die also right just here, watch right all the movies, me. whether it's cancer, whether it's... I, I don't, I'm not really sure what Celia died of. Pulmonary something. Pulmonary disease. So I'm guessing she just couldn't breathe. Okay, uh, okay. So she... So, uh, Okay, so cancer. she literally has watched two of the people she loved most in the world die. And you always see in cancer movies that they become, quote-unquote, not themselves. You know, like, they don't... They, they don't laugh the way they used to. They just... Their attitudes are different. They have no humor. Like, they are just, they're dying. You know, they're losing themselves. And I think that that's another thing. Like, Evelyn had to, she had to watch both of that, that, like, those go down. And so she's finally just like, I am not doing that. I'm not losing myself. I came into this world as a bitch. I'm going to leave as a bitch. Like, that's literally what I feel like she, she was kind of saying. Oh, 100%. I think it, it was the oh, only I agree. in this book. I agree. Is yeah, it's just beautifully done. So I must ask, who was your favorite husband? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Only one right answer, Jenna. I know it should be Harry, but you know who I do like. Oh, I like you're Robert. Right. Okay, you're right, Robert. I like because I like Robert and and Connor's agreed, and I love that they did that. Finally, like kind of like Harry was a great father figure. Obviously, he had some extenuating circumstances. But um, I loved Robert. I was surprised by Robert. Because he was a good brother, yeah. a good dad, yeah. and a good fake hubby. I, like, fake hubby. And, like, they became companions, yeah. you know? Like, after Celia died and they moved back to New York, like, they became companions. Like, and it was kind of like, I feel, especially that kind of paralleled with uh, Monique's parents, because it wasn't the passionate love, like they weren't even probably in love, but they were companions and they could tell each other and confide in each other and be there as a family. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. All right. Well, let's get into our final ratings of this book. Um, it should come as no surprise. Uh, I rated this a five out of five. It was like actually um, 15. <laughs> actually 15 out of five. It was by far one of the best books I've ever read probably the best book I've read this year thus far it's just been it was it was like a shorter book too Mm -hmm. comparatively to other books um and it was just the character development was incredible you get to know each one of these characters deeply and especially Evelyn especially Monique especially Celia Harry but even her other husbands you get to know them so deeply and I think it was just very special of the way she attacked, a, you know, a lot of very heavy topics, but was able to do it with, like, such grace and such, like, Right, it was understanding. That I think. Yeah, I totally you know, agree. Right. Totally agree. Yes. I don't know if I'd yeah. give it a complete five, but it's, like, up there. It's probably one of my favorites that we've read. I feel like 4.7 is a weird one because you either do 4.5 or, but, like, I have to round it up a little bit. So I'm going to give it a 4.7. I really liked it. <laughs> um, I also like the, I, just going back to, like, even the husbands. I like that she did redemption arcs, too. Don Adler hated him. 
And then like at the end, I was just like, I actually think he's remorseful. And I, I love that. I wish Harry kind of had a better, better redemption there, but you're right. Like just the character development, you, again, it goes back to that. You never, they're never good or bad. Like they are a mixture of both. And that is humanity. Like she just captures humanity. And I just think that's so important, especially when you're tackling topics um, like sexuality and, you know, assisted suicide, all of that stuff. So 4.7. Good job. (laughs) 4.7. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into pairings. Uh, Pairings, for those of you who uh, don't listen to our show regularly, which how could you? How dare you? Uh, Pairings are TV shows, books, and movies that we think would pair well uh, with this novel. And also um, a bottle of wine as well to go with this. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You tell me. (laughs) You tell me. Uh, I'll start. I got mine right here. So my TV shows for this one, uh, I have two. So I did Halston, which is about the designer, Halston, uh, who made the very flowy uh, dresses back in the day. And actually... I think, I don't know if this is right, but I think in the book they may have referenced it, but it may have been a different book that I was reading that she put on her No, I actually Halston think, then, because, uh, and, and it says something like, and Celia, it was Celia's favorite dress that I wore, and so she put it on and then went to go see her. I think that might be right. Yeah. I think, I was think, it the I think so. Okay, I think it was. Well, anyways, he was a designer, um, and he was famously known for struggling with substance abuse, and he was also uh, famously known for, like, struggling with his sexuality. Um, he was uh, he was gay, but, like, struggled with it and, like, tried to marry women to kind of cover it up. And so he um, – and so Halston is the TV show that's, like, his biopic um, talking about his life, and it's, he's played by Ewan McGregor, who I love. <laughs> so much but um then the other one I had was Hollywood which talks about just young up-and-coming actors and actresses coming up into Hollywood during uh I think the 50s but kind of the similar vibe with people trying to struggle with um coming to fame how they come to fame like what it actually takes and it's just a lot of behind the scenes like dirty stuff (laughs) and like it's not an easy path but that one was very good and that one was came out in like the pandemic and then just kind of got lost in the sauce and nobody really talked about it after sad (laughs) uh i know and then uh movie is a star is born the lady gaga version um and bradley cooper i think that that just tells the story of you know, love and how it makes its way through fame and how sometimes those two don't go so well together. And that's like a beautiful story. I think that goes along with that. And then for my book, um, I think I've already used this one, but I'm (laughs) using it. (laughs) City of Girls uh, by Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, Again, about um, a woman in New York in the theater scene. And she is just finding herself in the city and has to learn how New York works and has to kind of learn the hard way and <laughs> and become a little less uh a little less nice and a little more hardcore 
And so I think that that kind of describes Evelyn's journey as well. Um, so yeah, you could also pair Daisy Jones and the Six with this. As See, well. and I need um, to I need to read that yeah, one. Because I mean, Daisy is kind of that same similar character where she's awful, but at the same time, you just right, have a lot right. of empathy for her, <laughs> and you're just trying to root her on and have her choose the right decision, and she never does. But you just <laughs> maybe next trying. time. Maybe next decision. <laughs> Maybe next time. Okay. So first and foremost, for our movie, I went with La La Land, which honestly is one of my favorite movies, and a lot of people hate it because of the ending. I won't spoil that for you. I personally think it's absolutely beautiful, (laughs) but it's just a movie about basically, like, how sometimes it's hard that love and dreams, you know, they can't. They can't cohabitate, you know? It's just, you gotta choose one or the other. Um, And I feel like that's exactly what Evelyn was going through this entire time. She's like, I want love so badly, but, you know, the world is telling me I can't have it, so I can have the one thing that I've worked my entire life for, and that is my dream of being, you know, a big Hollywood star. So I think La La Land is a perfect pairing for this book. Um, And then for TV show... Um, a league of their own but the 2022 tv series that just came out um obviously this is kind of in the 1950s women aren't allowed to play baseball and then all of a sudden they get to so it's kind of even evelyn trying to navigate a mostly male dominated industry and then also there's a lot of battles of sexuality um trying to hide themselves they don't want to be found out all of this stuff so i think that's also a good pairing um and then um, if you've read this book, um, you'll notice that Little Women is really big in the beginning of it. And obviously, I love Joe. Joe March is literally one of my role models, to be honest. Like, she was just trying to test the norms of, like, what it means to be feminine, what it means to be a woman. And she was just completely breaking boundaries with that. So I think that's important. And then also, it's going to pair with the book because they talk about it so often. It's one of Evelyn's first big movies. It's how she meets Celia. Um all of that stuff. So good pairing. Now, are you ready for my wine? It's so oh specific, gosh, though. Yes. I've never tasted it, but I was like, I need to do <laughs> this one. So it's a 2018 Screaming Eagle. It's a Cab Sab, which my favorite wine. But here, this is why I chose it. Wow. First of all, when Celia and uh, Evelyn are like just kind of getting drunk because they're just going by the bottle with the wine, and then she like spilled it all over her, and then that's the first time like. They're upstairs, Celia's changing, whatever. So I first had to go with a a Cabernet for that. But this bottle of wine is also nearly $5,000. And I was just like, Evelyn Hugo would buy that. She would would spend (laughs) $5,000 on a bottle of wine. So there you have it. Oh, that's really good. I'm going back and forth between two. Oh, here's what I'll do. I'll pick a wine that I think describes Evelyn, and I'll pick a wine that Love I think it. describes Celia. So for Celia, um, I have to hit the nail right on the head where she is a redhead, so I am going to go with Rosé. Um, I'm going to say the Cote de Rosé. Rose, Rosé. Roses? I have no you know idea. Jenna, you're the, you're the wine expert here. I'm probably butchering that because I don't know French. But Cote de Roses, and it comes in this beautiful Oh, I totally do know. Just like slim up. With the little rose and like the, the like crystal. I do cork. know exactly oh, which one you're talking so about. Good. I just did not know the name of it. Good to know. Yep. Um, and then, because that's just like bubbly. It's light. Um, it's 
just easy to drink, easy to like, just like Celia. And then I think with um, Evelyn, I'm going to go with another Cab Sav, a very um, dark wine that has a lot of body, a lot of depth, and it's going to be Saldo wine. Um, and I love it because the the label is literally like, you know those yeah. label makers? Um, it's like that. Oh, so it's cute. like a typewriter label maker. And I think of that as Evelyn. It's yeah. like, what you see is True. what you get. Like, she is not bullshitting anyone. Yes, she did trick the media into thinking what they wanted to think, but she wasn't really hiding anything. But even at she the end, like, didn't even at the end, the what's the truth. memoir for? Let me spell it out for you. Like, she's, there it is. There it is. Boom. So good, Jenna. So good. Woo. <laughs> 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 Took me a while, but we got there. Well, Abby, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. This was seriously such a good No, book. me so too. And thank you for you. for picking it because it was really, really good. I'm going to go read Daisy Jones now. I know. Oh, I got to. Taylor Jenkins Reid, man. So she's she's top of my list now. I know. She got me. She, she got, got all me good. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to... Um, if you want to hear more, you can find us on Instagram at rwreadspodcast. Uh, we got a lot of great content on there. Um, and you can tell us if you hated this book, if you loved it, um, and which book yes. we should read next. Da-da-da. Alrighty. We'll see you next time. Bye. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to right now. Please leave us a review and tell us what you liked, what you didn't, and what you want to hear more of. If you want more book-related content, find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. Again, that's at rwreadspodcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks, all. Thanks, all.